Welcome back to the Survivor Breakfast Podcast. We are down a man today. It is me, Kale, and Toast is my accompanying partner tonight. Um, Toast, we're down a man, but let's run with this show. I think uh, I think we had another good episode tonight. Yeah, yeah. Simi forgot to play a shot in the dark, it seems. Uh, not safe. <laughs> the verdict, not safe. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I had a title that i would kind of coin this episode it was it was almost as if we were watching reincarnation of the dark knight jonathan being batman out there rachel where is she where is she and then his compadre his compadre the joker mr omar mr omar Yeah, no, Jonathan's voice just kept getting deeper. I mean, it, it was it was here, then he took it, you know, an octave lower. I mean, I don't know how anyone was listening to him or hearing it, what he was saying, but Oh, it was it was wild. I thoroughly enjoyed the immunity challenge. We'll get there in, you know, in in due time. In due time. But it was one of the more epic uh pre-merge immunity challenges, at least I I thought it was. Just from I love you know, that challenge. Oh, yeah. I love that challenge whenever they play it. Um what are some good seasons? Kageyan, of course. Uh, Worlds Apart, they played it. Um, you every know time one that, that always sticks out to me? Nicaragua. Nicaragua, yeah. I mean, isn't, it's rare isn't when that you the say one a sentence. With, isn't, I know, when isn't that the one with Dan in the chair? It might It might be. I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Nicaragua fan. If I'm sorry to anyone listening who loves Nicaragua, but I'm sure most of you out there can understand. But yeah, no, it's a great challenge. I love um, how it puts players in positions, and we as the viewer get to decide, did people make the right choice, right? And I think here, maybe we can all agree that some choices were made that were a little bit interesting, and maybe not the choices that we would have made. So, you know, we'll get there in due time, right? But 100%. Uh, I guess we should uh, break it down from the start, and it looks like we we started off with Ika getting back from Tribal, and it was what I thought was an interesting take from Tori. Uh, Yeah. What what, what were you thinking about what she said? She sort of had a human moment, I would say, right? She was talking to the camera saying, like, she was almost like guilty in the sense that she was desiring the comfort that Zach now has, but, you know, was fighting so vigorously to not get that comfort. So I think she's sort of articulating to the viewer, you know, this split, you know, mentality about what they're doing in the moment, right? It's a tough task to be on Survivor. And obviously you seek out comfort when you're uncomfortable like that. But, you know, obviously, obviously she's in the better position, right? I mean, we hear Zach come up a lot this episode, right? But <laughs> we'd rather sure. be Tori right now than Zach. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one, the one point that I, and I guess it's what they're trying to embody with, you know, making making it hard again in terms of no rice, you know, really making it so you have to earn everything that you get from at least from producer standpoint and, and what's given to you down. You got to fight for every single meal that comes out there now. And I guess the Tory conversation then led into what was the high conversation right after that but yeah before before we get there you know i i am curious to see where tori ends up falling in the place of this eco tribe down down yeah. down i mean I, yeah. I know i know i know i know but i, I, will, I don't you know. I, 
I don't hold on, hold on, hold on. I I don't I don't I don't necessarily know if this if this cameo in this in this part of the episode was a good thing or a bad thing. I really just think it blended into the high conversation. I think that was why this was put as a where, segue. Where yeah, it was to put where it was. Um, that was really my biggest takeaway from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll get back to Ika in a little bit, but I don't know. Do you want to yeah. do you want to just evolve this conversation into the high conversation, which I found found to be interesting. Yeah, of course. I mean, I first like want to point out that. Um, we got a lot of camp life this episode, right? Which is really good in a four, you know, 42 minute, you know, without commercials episode to get a lot of camp life is really what we look for. And, you know, there was a palpable absence of ship wheel Island and I, as a viewer, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm okay to not see the ship wheel every episode. So it was nice because the alternative, which is what we got was a lot of, you know, interpersonal interactions, right, between different members of each of the tribes. And I feel like we finally got some insights into the tribal dynamics where we really had nothing, especially on a tribe like um, Taku, where we really had no idea what the personal relationships were from no, last the bul- episode. The bulk of last episode was dealing with the Jackson situation of and course, consequences yeah. for, for that tribe. And outside of that, which we'll get into, um, outside of that, the Mariah situation, they tried to give as much clarity in terms of how, why that vote went the way it did later mm-hmm. in the episode. But yeah, great point. Because I, I think from, you know, it's at least been a two for two type situation from an editing standpoint. I, I, I think yeah. that whether they took critique and, and from season 41 and some of the fallout from some of the craziness that happened in the early season... And also maybe like we had spoken about before, you know, some of the pieces where we felt Erica really didn't have a truly strong edit or at least didn't get really enough time that we wished that we may have had in that pre-merge. Maybe they're building that more and they're creating the situation where we're, we're truly getting in deep with most of the characters right now. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I felt I got a good grasp from almost everybody on Taku other than Mariah, because I don't think she gave a lot, but we'll talk about this later. I think that's why she ended up going home. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. I, I, I liked yeah. what I saw getting to know almost everybody in a deeper extent on Taku. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I totally agree. It's it's important, right, to have a well-rounded cast. Uh, we know because we've gone in and, you know, kind of dissected in detail, right, what everybody came to the game with, right? But we don't really know, I guess we were never really guaranteed to know everybody's story as it aired, right? Like we're hoping to hear everybody say what their story is. And I'm happy to like see that almost everybody is getting their, their share of airtime. Um, I haven't been able to look at the confessional count, but it seems like everybody had a voice. I think that the only person that did not get anything this episode, you want to take a guess? Who did you not see at all? Did not see at all. I want to say. It's hard because you didn't see him. Who rocks? Romeo. 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 No, Romeo had the first confessional. Keep, Romeo keep in the... Tori, keep Tori in, 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 the, in the wings here. I must have already forgotten about it because he, he was totally absent. I mean, I, the only thing that I remember from, from Romeo this, this episode was when they talked about tribal strength and then it, you know, cuts to Romeo trying to drink a coconut and he spills it all over himself. I mean, it's a funny little, you know, cutscene there. But yeah, no, I we, we actually, I think maybe, you know in some good ways, didn't get to see a lot of Ika. We, we were kind of like, I mean, I was ready to get really deep into Ika this episode. Oh, and I, 
I, well, I mean, we'll get to the immunity challenge. I was shocked. I was shocked. Not only yeah. from this, not not only because we keep you know we keep saying that Taku was going to be the tribe that we thought was going to be you know have the numbers come come yeah. merge and have have the strength. They're down to four before anybody else. I I was shocked at how that de- developed. But let's let's yeah. dial it back. Yeah. Let's, let's dial it back to high. Take us through. Take us through Vati. Yeah, Kale, walk us through. We got uh, high. Well, I mean, you know, we had high. We, I mean, but the situation was was the, was the crab situation, and we had um, yeah, Crabgate. We had uh, was it Chanel was uh, digging for the crab the that, crabs, they, that, right? that that what what that what they ended up putting it in like they were tying a bow around like this leaf like almost packing like a like a deli meat or something like that. Too much, <laughs> too much work. Pick it up. <laughs> too much work expended. Uh, what what did you think of those two? being the ones that were well we didn't see those two really being you know uh have any semblance of an alliance coming into this yeah yeah i mean i think it's nice to see the two of them working together like that i mean it's interesting maybe maybe this is like a you know not necessarily any sort of hot or cold take but maybe the absence of rice in scenarios like this lend towards you know a hunter gatherer sort of society that develops where like you know maybe it was decided that you know Chanel and Jenny would go out looking for food together and it's not necessarily like they're aligned with one another but that's how alliances then form right just communications you know a lot of alliances form when people are out on a raft they're going fishing you know so it's interesting because not I guess maybe you could say when you're cooking the rice the people that are staying back by the fire tending the fire cooking the rice but it's nice to see you know jenny and and chanel just walking around looking for hermit crabs in the forest right well, i mean well let's put it this way too i mean this again you're talking about the strip town nature of what the show's now become and yeah mm-hmm. everybody can sit around rice but then that puts an emphasis on this whole thing when people leave camp oh shit are they looking for yeah. idols like i i i you know everybody's now you kind of have to high alert high alert but but People are in motion a lot more because they're looking around for stuff. I I like that point because that's an aspect that they have, you know, made true in season 41 and 42 that, you know, Mm kind of makes it a little bit more of the purity that is brought back to the game. So they bring back, they bring back the crab and they cook the crab and Mike, Mike starts talking about the crab. They're talking about, oh, what can they eat? What can't they eat? Chanel's. Chanel had had a piece there where she said, "Oh shoot, I'm 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 the provider here." That was an interesting mm-hmm. point. You yeah, know, she didn't have a lot in the first episode uh, in terms of airtime, so yeah, that that was a good piece. But then you know we move over to High and High's dilemma. High's dilemma was interesting because mm-hmm. you know. I'm not a vegan. I know I know you and I know you're not a vegan. So I you know, I can't put myself in his shoes in terms of where his mindset was, but it seemed to be, you know, he was heavily battling with the decision to say, yeah. You know, I need to eat whatever I can eat. Mm-hmm. And I, I unfortunately I do think that's how you have to be on survival. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I agree. So I thought it was one, it was telling that they went into this whole scene with High, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, again, it tied into Survivor being hard and being pure again, which is, yeah. what the, so there's that piece of it. But then to talk for having High being, you know, a commentator on this piece here, 
you know, it gave us a little more character development with High, which uh, for sure will be prevalent moving on here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's interesting that um, you know a lot of really good Survivor players. One person that comes to mind is Boston Rob. Basically, in the reunion of Redemption Island, he was like explaining what the mentality. I know, right? Yeah, come the on, mentality- Boston Rob toast. Come on. Yeah, no. But he's explaining what his mentality is. You know, he's like, if you go out into the island and you say, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z, right? And then you're confronted inevitably with X, Y, and Z, you're going to do what you told yourself you were going to do, right? You're going to adhere to that. When in reality, you're faced with X, Y, and Z because you need to overcome it, right? So, hi, I really actually, I really liked the arc that we went through with him with that because he made a a conscious decision to change a behavior that he came in potentially thinking he would adhere to, right? Because high didn't see 41, right? So high thinks that there's going to be rice. Survivor equals rice, you know? And now he's faced with this problem where he has to change a personal value that he has, right? And I think it's a value system because he also talks about like how he does, he loves animals. So it seems like it's coming from a place of being anti-cruelty. Um, not necessarily like any dietary restriction, more like a conscientious decision. And it's interesting to see that he was able to make a logical decision and then say, you know what, I'll, I'll toil with this later. I'm going to be grappling with this. But right now, I have to survive. And well, I, I think and it's- what, what boil, this boils down to the fact that it seems as though high, high is here to play. And yeah, that's exactly what I took away. Exactly. Yeah, high is here to play. He's not joking around with this. He's... He's going to take this and put his, his best foot forward, whether that be, you know, compromising one of the values that, like you just said, that he had a game plan with Rice that mm-hmm. fell through. Yeah. And I get it. And I, I, well, again, like I said, I can't put myself in that position per se, but I get that it's, it was a change up that he wasn't expecting. So, you know, yeah. he's swinging. He's yeah, swinging. absolutely. All right, take us through the rest of Vati here. What what else do we have here? Well, I guess so now we move into Mike and and Yeah. I originally had Mike on my stock report and I and I and I had I had him going in a in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. But he can't be forgetting where the idol is. And then in the preview, forgetting though. where the fucking idol is. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what are we yeah. doing? I've but, never I mean, seen he, that on Survivor. <laughs> I've never he, seen that I, on Survivor. Justifiably, all the trees look pretty similar, right? I mean, oh, we're fair, looking at fair. the trees. Yeah. No, I know. But, you know, it's it's an important piece of real estate. You know, you, you, you that tree that you decide to put the idol in, that you need to be, you know, you need to know exactly where that tree is. I think it's kind of funny, though. You know, I think it's like a, you know, a funny I don't want to. I don't want to go down this path because it's been the third episode I've talked about age. Yeah. But... But I mean, are, are we saying that's a factor here? I mean, this guy, I don't know. I think I think he's just, you know, he, he's having a really good time. I think that that's what it is. is. I mean, he is. He's, I love how he's like, he's so confident that he brings Daniel into the mix and he actually just doesn't know where it is. Like Daniel, I think actually at one point thinks that Mike might be messing around with him. Yeah, like, I, I, honestly, he, I, like, I didn't know what I started like, to think. Like, I know. Yeah. I know. But so. So he immediately finds the beware advantage, which mm-hmm. is a carryover from season 41, mm-hmm. which I didn't love from season 41 because of how it was handled and because everybody mm-hmm. knew about it then. It was it, yeah. was it was an advantage that everybody knew, which actually nullified it for Xander's sake at the end of the day. Yeah. Because 
we can get into an argument about dissecting what advantages are, but if everybody knows an advantage, is it an advantage? I don't even no, know. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's a it's beware just... advantage at that point, right? I mean, well, yeah. So Mike, Mike's gonna <laughs> no, lose. I get it. Mike's gonna lose his vote now, and yeah. is immediate. But, that, but there, but therein lies the problem, right? The reason why the not so the very face value reason why everybody figured it out last season was because Xander kept talking about dead relatives and butterflies, right? That was yeah, the yeah, dead yeah, giveaway. Yeah, yeah. But but in reality, what Mike says, and it's kind of a, like a subtle little point, he says, I need to tell somebody about this because I've lost my vote. Because now people are, you know, coming up with strategy around the assumption that everybody has a vote. Like, let's say Jenny comes yes. to the table. I mean, l- luckily, Vati didn't need to go there, which is interesting because Mike maybe should have waited until after Vati did have to go there. But but let's put ourselves in a hypothetical situation where Jenny is crunching the numbers and wants to take somebody out. She's considering Mike as a voting unit here. And he has to be able to articulate that he is not at the same level of power. Yes. So it, it you need to tell people. And you I'm, also, in, I'm in 100% agreement with that. No, but I know that's the nature of the advantage, right? That's the nature of the... Pro, the, well, the yes, because if you if you get bewared, however, yeah, we, want to, however yeah. we want to coin it, uh, yeah. If you get bewared, you're vulnerable. So yeah. if you're on the bottom of the barrel and you have no alliance, that's, you're going to be real shit out of luck. So he immediately goes to Jenny, which we yeah. discussed last week. That was that pairing that they had. And I'm assuming it's, again, that New York connection, the, the tri-state area connection that they have. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Daniel. So I we, was caught off guard by that. I was... And it, it was kind of in one foul swoop. It went it went straight from yeah. Jenny to Daniel, and I too was caught off guard. I was like guard. this, you know. Yeah, was too caught off guard. But here's the thing: I put Daniel on my promising stock watch report upside trend, or however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He handled this situation very nicely. I, I I I think so too. He he goes with Mike, and we just talked about how Mike Mike couldn't find it. So he, you know, who knows what's going on through his head, but. He starts to read through it, and he then there was a there was a good funny part too. He starts to go, he starts to go. Oh, you know, this is this is a great advantage. This is this is some this is some good that Jeff concocted up here in a yeah, cauldron. And, and, and Mike's like, yeah. calm down, calm down. Get to the fuck. Get to the point. Get to the you point. think Jeff was letting that getting get letting that get chopped on the no. editing board? No <laughs> way. Of course not. Of course no not. way. So, so he he reads through it, and he immediately says. To Mike, his, his 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 first point is that, hey, let's not you know let's not try to use this yet. Which at face value, I, that's if, the thing. I don't know if that's even allowed because what I when you're saying don't use it yet, you're saying don't say it out loud. The phrase that's what you're saying. Okay, but continue. What, what do you mean? Well, so I had the same idea, but if you actually read it and they all read it out loud, it says you must say this at the next immunity challenge. Oh, it did say that. Yeah, it says you must say it. So, right, I, I mean, obviously, it's in your best interest to find the beware advantage last if you must say yes, it, right? Course, because the person who finds it last is automatically going to say it one time. Mm-hmm. There's no other way that they're going to say it any more than once, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, circumstantially, someone could get voted out after they read it once and then someone finds it. But if you're the last person to find it, right, mm-hmm. you say it one time. You're at the you're in the biggest advantage, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think you have to say it. I mean, I, maybe Daniel is trying to well, you know, well, play on, a little game, on. but I think you have to say it. Well, let's let's look at this from 
Well, no, because they never mind. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. One of the problems was is that Xander said it every single time. So I don't know if yeah. produce, a producer then went in back and said it, but no, they filmed it already before. Before I know. I'm wondering. That was a big problem. I, yeah, I'm wondering if Daniel is telling Mike something. Um, to you know pl- play around maybe but um or you know s- strategize against mike in, in a way you can you can say but like i, I don't well, he's know trying if he's trying to puppeteer talk- he's trying to puppeteer I mean, we, get, we get to that he where is. he talks to chanel he is exactly and then the cat's out of the bag right we yeah. talked to chanel daniel talks to chanel um but it's interesting because now we talked about the twosomes and it seems like the high lydia twosome is actually out of the mix and the fact that Mike now has is one vote down, I think actually the Daniel Chanel and the Mike and Jenny are the, you know, the players. And I think that Chanel is going to decide whether or not she wants to stay with the Mike and the Jenny because they have more power out of that twosome. They have all the knowledge and they have the power because they have two votes as opposed to one. Correct. Um, Correct. If the twosomes so, go, yeah. go, go that way and hey. I, I said I made this point. I, I, I said that it, it could come down to the situation where it's a Daniel high off and you know, right right now, yeah, what you what you just said is a great point. But I again I don't know if we got too much into detail in ter- terms of where high and Lydia may stand. So they might they yeah. might be a little bit more in the know. But what I was gonna what I was gonna say was with Daniel and he's taking this approach where he wants to limit Mike's uh, Mike's advantage. And, and Stephen Fishback actually tweeted this out during the episode. He said that he was admiring the move from Daniel because uh, yeah. by limiting Mike's advantage, and if this is possible, he's also limiting the other two advantages from ever getting yeah. activated. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know why. I really think it's you have to say it. Well, I he would didn't like say it. it. I know that's the th- well. You didn't say it. Did he say? Yeah, it? He didn't say it. No, he, he didn't, didn't say, say it. it. They um, would have promoted. They would have promoted the crap out of that because it's just you're funny. right. But it said must, and I feel like maybe I had the subtitles on, or they had stop subtitles because they were speaking. Uh, Mike was speaking kind of softly, but it said must, and I I think I distinctly remember like an underline under the word must. Like I think that they have to say it because I feel like that's such a clear workaround well, unless, to like unless, let other people unless, do it. Unless it's they must say it to activate it, but that doesn't it must. That they don't you need said to next, activate you, you, it. Yeah, you said must at the next challenge. If it said that, that's interesting. I don't know. We're gonna I have to go back to the that. drawing board. We're, yeah, we're gonna look and see, and then you know the next time that we talk about this, I'm sure we're gonna have a little bit more insight because we're gonna look in and see. But it definitely, it definitely increases the power. I think of mm-hmm. the beware advantage. Yep. Still, you're losing your vote, but you don't have to, you know, convey to everybody over and over again, "Hey, I have this waiting power that's about to manifest. Take me out now. I'm powerless." Right. Well, so because you thing. can keep it from your own tribe and you can keep it from the other tribes too. I mean, it, if you don't want to activate it yet, that'd be great. If that's a, a tool if that's in your arsenal. Right? I'd rather that. But be I'm the just case, not though. sure. What if that's ha- what happened, I would what, too. Yeah, I would what, too. What happened with Xander last season? It got. It got. It got too much at a certain mm-hmm. point. And, and so, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. No. No. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say another thing that's interesting is that Simi touched on it last episode, where when he was talking about the downsides of Daniel, that Daniel wasn't necessarily bringing that much to the tribe in his perspective, mm-hmm. and I could see that as it was played out last episode because of the injury and because he didn't really fit in too too well. But I think it's important to note that Mike specifically said, "I need to get someone smart involved here 
and Daniel is a no-brainer, right? So if you see if 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 Mike is able to suss out the the value in Daniel right now, right? I think that he actually is well incorporated and ingratiated in his tribe, right? He's viewed as someone who's smart, which may you know turn into something later down the road as sort of a threat. But but right now, Mike is viewing him as an asset, which I think is interesting because we did not view Daniel as an asset necessarily last episode. No, and that's why I had him on the upward trend on the stock yeah. report. So I, know I, I, I agree with that. And mm-hmm. it was cluing us into what we thought we were going to see with Daniel in our pregame predictions that he was going to have the strategic level to him that was, you know, pretty important to how this whole thing was going to play out. So yeah, I'm in agreement mm-hmm. with you, but it did go to Jenny first. Mike went to Jenny first. So, yeah, for sure. So, well, we knew that. We knew that would happen. Right? Well, we, fair, fair. So yeah. and I guess Daniel Daniel's the one who prodded more, and, and, and that's where that landed. So how that all unfolds. This is the fireworks I was looking for with Vati that I was, you know, I was primed and ready to also talk about them, especially during the immunity challenge because it did yeah. not look, it did not look it promising. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. No. So, so where, where did we move next? We moved to Taku next. I think, yeah, we went to Taku. Yeah. So. And this was the secret scene, right? That they released early or the sneak preview, right? With Marianne. Chopping in the horror the wood. Movie. Yeah. 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 All right. So. Let me let me start here with Marianne. I yeah definitely was I was also caught off guard for things that I was caught off guard, which I I like I like this aspect from an editing standpoint. It was a one eighty on the Marianne sentiment. I mm-hmm. I I didn't think she had the greatest of episodes clearly because she was on the chopping block, and you know at the end of the day I think her relationships still proved to be well what saved her at the end of the day yeah. here, but you know. Her three compadres on this on this tribe are clearly running the show. I mean, it, it, they it's, are. I mean, they're they're so well, you know, they're so well um, interconnected. Protected. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're they're like the core. Yep. Um, it seemed like Mariah really didn't fit in anywhere there, and they no. made a point to say that, right? Yeah. That she was not making those same connections. Nope. But Marianne, like you were talking about, right? It seems like Marianne on day one is your best friend, right? She's filled with energy, but you have some energy too. But as other people are depleting in energy, right? Marianne still has a lot of energy, but she's not She's not um, changing the way that she's behaving, right? She's still bouncing off the wall. And I can see how that can get a little bit frustrating oh, to be around. Uh, 100%. Um, I do I do, lo- I do. love her. I mean, her, her, her entertainment values is sky yeah. high. I know. But the bouncing off the wall, I mean, I almost feel like she's going to crash at some point. I mean, it's it it's yeah. it's wild. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of she has a lot wild. of energy. It's yeah. absolutely wild. And it was compared they juxtaposed and, and when Mariah even made a face at at final at, I mean at tribal council when yeah. Marion was going on one of her speeches. Um Clearly, was, I think she was signaling to Jeff like, "Hey, uh, you know, let's 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 talk about this for a second, Jeff, you know?" <laughs> Exactly. But yeah. So, but then we get into Mariah's story, and I like I I thought that um, before we talk about the story itself, the fact that we're talking about her story on what day are what day was it now? Day three or four? five? I guess. Uh, yeah, four maybe. Four. Yeah. That was telling. You know, it took yeah. her a while to open up to that full extent, and what what a story that we had here with her brother it was of just course. awful um yeah. you know you and you and i live here in new york so we were on the mm-hmm. front lines of of you know covid hitting here pretty hard um you know 
Thanks. I mean, I can only imagine, right? Like you, you, you put yourself, you know, your family is probably devastated, obviously, you know, and also now it's like, it's almost like it's tough to have that one aspect of your life be pervasive, right? I mean, if you think about Mariah, like what she must have gone through, uh, yes, her brother is the first nurse to die of COVID um, in New York, but then the COVID story is still, you know, unfolding now. To, so she's constantly being reminded of this fact. Yep. And I think it, I think it's really tough. And I mean, I, I kind of put myself in her shoes just trying to think about what it would be like in that scenario. And it's really, really, you know, really sad obviously really sad but then to be bombarded by the same thing over and over again i'm happy that she was able to come on to survivor with a purpose like that you know mm-hmm. and i hope that she you know found something out of the journey that's really the, the my, my well wishes towards mariah um i i hate that it was so short-lived um but i was very happy to hear that she was able to share her story to both her tribe and to the um to the viewers to the audience yeah so I want to just say thank you to all the frontline workers and anybody that might be listening because, you know, it's been a true blessing to have people like this in, in, in the pandemic. And you make a great point is that, you know, he she this season was recorded in 2021, mm-hmm. correct? So, yeah. so this story was still weighing hard and it was a once in a lifetime experience where she's also dealing on a daily having to be strong for her kids. But this might be a true testament as to why she didn't open up because she's going on with it. She's going into the game with this mental weight, uh, you know, on yeah. her, on her back that yeah, she might not even know how to start to talk about that. You know, of so course, yeah. I, I maybe can see maybe a little clearer now why she was. Why on it took the a little while a little to bit. open yeah. up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can I mean, see I, it too. There wasn't a ton of strategy in this episode. And I really, yeah. true, I truly do believe that that's what it boiled down to. I mean, we tried they, the from an editing perspective, they they tried to show us that Marianne's you know craziness was potentially going to be yeah. something that knocked her out. But truly, yeah. at the end of the day, this was a relationship situation for sure. And I think that this might actually be a little bit similar. If I mean, totally different context but a little bit similar to the way that it was edited last week that was my argument last week that tori may not have been the you know the clear consensus number two as well as as much as the edit pushed and i don't think that marianne was really the the you know full on every like i don't think at any point they were teetering that's my point in the, in this no, in this that context may, that may or may not be true and i think that's especially displayed with the shauna dark again being correct played. again yeah again i i understand that but I cannot believe you're trying to even argue this. They come back from Tribal Council. Roxroy goes, Tory next. So well, what are you so what are you talking about? But Roxroy is like a non-entity almost no, as far as the Come on. We'll, Roxroy- we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But the sec the sec for the record, if you think that Tory's in the worst position, Drea finds finds out that she has an extra vote and the first person she tells is Tory. The first person she tells, she no, does no, not I, tell Roxbury, she does not tell Romeo. The first person she tells to us, what no, we it see, was, it was is Tori, Tori and, and Swati. Swati. Yeah, so but hold on. Tori. Hold on, because she wants the women's alliance. That's what she wants. And I, I, I never said last week that Tori... I can't believe we're off the rails like this. Keep going. Yeah, I mean... I mean because <laughs> no, this go. is... The, I, can't, I can't believe that you even boiled it back to this conversation. Because the point is, the point is, is that the edit was was forcing that dual binary perspective, right? Where it's one person As or the other. As it always does. I'm not disagreeing with you there. No, of course. But I'm saying that I really think that Mariah knew that it was going to be her. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fair. 
That's the point. I don't think Marianne was in that much danger, and I do think that if they go back, she would be in some danger. But um, well, that's that's the point that I'm trying to convey. I I get it. And this and the same situation exists. Okay, so let's talk about Ika. Let's talk about Ika because that's that's the Mm -hmm. final that's the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah, just one one other thing about Taku before we move on. We see that Jonathan is probably the most well-connected because he has an individual relationship with Lindsay that's unique, and he has an individual relationship with Omar, and he says to the audience that he you know, very much likes Marianne and gets along with Marianne. So it seems like the, the relationship triangle or square at this point is, I mean, now the, the analogy is gone, but it's centered on Jonathan. I don't know necessarily that you know Omar and Lindsay have the same relationship that Jonathan no, has wasn't, to each of them. No, it wasn't shown for that to be the case. If anything, okay. when o- when Omar and went into what was his backstory, which again was telling for you know where he is going to be a player in this game, and yeah, uh, I, I think yeah, it, uh, he had a great episode as well, and he being the brains to what was Jonathan's brawn, yeah. Um, yeah, it I mean, wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't shown that they were intermingling. Her, um, I'm saying Omar and Lindsay. Uh, yeah. So yes, Jonathan also came away from this episode with at least going to be sitting in a decent position. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even even in the in in tribal, I know we keep flashing back and forth. So bear with us, guys. But even in tribal, when Jonathan's talking about what different strengths are, right? Uh, like you can have intelligence strengths. I mean, he didn't say it exactly like that, but he's like brain strengths, and it, the, the camera cuts to Omar. So we're kind of being you know beaten with a with a with a stick about this. That Omar is intelligent, right? Yeah. The, the the edit is trying to convey to us that Omar is thinking and Omar is intelligent and you know strategic. Yep. We haven't really had the opportunity to see that fully. Um, I'm, we're going to get back to them after tribal, obviously, but um, the edit is trying to push that that narrative, which I can get behind. I can see how he's smart. It just it hasn't been sort of like displayed in gameplay, right? It just hasn't. There the opportunity hasn't arisen. Um, okay, but I agree. Let's go. Let's move on to Ika. Well, and let's let's, we'll, just, let's let's leave it here. I, I we have yeah, this yeah. we have this Batman and Joker dynamic. I swear to God. I, there, I, I never cracked up as much as I had in in in, in a pre in a pre merge uh, tribal immunity challenge because John, you said it earlier, Jonathan's octave kept getting lower and lower, and I I swear to God, before our eyes, this guy was Batman. I, I swear to God. And then <laughs> yeah. I, the, the only reason why I say back to Joker is that is that you know Omar had this whole whole thing earlier where they had this whole back and forth between the two of them. And mm-hmm. and I guess Jonathan at one point said that you know the two of them combined make up the perfect human, a is superhuman, a superhuman. Yeah. I agree. This I, think, di- I think this dynamic. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, Jonathan's a specimen, so it's like yeah, you know, yeah. If, if, if I think both- he's selling himself short. Actually, I think Jonathan is pretty close to perfect, right? Like uh, as far as survivor no, I, is I, concerned. I, I, I was impressed with his social fortitude as well. Yeah, as well. That's that. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, exactly. So that wraps up Taku. I, I yep. think we could. I think we could wrap up the tribal aspect of it too. To be quite honest with you, uh, I mean, do you because I, I do want. I do, do want. Di- I want to dive into Ika and how this might translate. Moving yeah, let's forward. do. Let's do Ika. We'll hit the immunity challenge. We'll come back for tribal. Okay, because I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I think I, I. All right. So Ika. This yeah. Might, what are we? This, yeah. this this might be the tribe. This might be the tribe that has the most fireworks. I I, I said it, I said yeah. it was going to be Vati in the preseason, but it, yeah. But, but Ika's the Ika's the one that's throwing us some curveballs here. So yeah, I'm still siding with Drea, and I'll get into why. 
So okay, yeah, keep going. I mean, <laughs> so she is alluding to the three-person alliance with her Romeo and Roxroy, mm-hmm. but then she says she wants to go into the all-women's alliance. So yes, yeah. she can put herself in a rock and a hard place by now saying that she's gonna tar- she's gonna now you know put herself in a place where she's getting targeted by both people if they find out that that's that she's trying to you know play yeah that's fence. a good point that's a good point to say right? I understand she's, I under- she can be I easily this. outed here yeah she can be easily outed this. but she has the extra vote mm-hmm. one and two I still think she's in this power position. Yeah, even evident, You're... even evident by her getting put on the stand in the immune in the immunity challenge. I think all lines on Ika run through Drea. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, if you chop up the numbers, you could chop up the numbers by the original alliance. You could chop up the numbers by the females versus males, and it seems like Drea is leading the charge on either front, okay. right? Yeah. But I think it's interesting that she discloses the information about the extra vote, at least from our perspective, to Tori and Swati. And Tori and Swati actually don't necessarily take that well, right? I mean, it immediately goes well, to Swati and Tori well, now I, talking I, I, about Drea in a negative way, saying it might be in our best interest to get Drea out. And I feel like maybe the, the, the way to go about doing that is to convey to the other two, say, did she tell you that she has an extra vote? And then now it's all of a sudden that Drea is all over the map and, and you know, can't stick the landing anywhere. And I think that might that might lead to her getting exposed, right? But that's what you were talking about, right? She's putting herself potentially in a position that is vulnerable. But she, but a lot but, of things run through her. I get that. Yes, but let me dial it back. I think it was clearly Swati leading the charge. I don't think Tori was going to take that route at all. In terms, I think she was going to be firmly on board with the all women's alliance and she might still be on board so at the end yeah, of the day we just haven't seen we haven't seen drea and swati have any sort of one-on-one yet like we have seen tori and drea have some sort of working we hadn't relationship seen swati have one-on-one with anybody other than Roxbury no last no week. no and, and i get that i'm just saying that for me when i say that drea told tori i'm i'm basically using it as an extension of the conversation that happened in the first episode because they've built some rapport and they've had one-on-one discussions. I don't know what the relationship is individually between Swati and um, and uh, Drea. Right. Right. I don't know what that is because we haven't seen it, right? But I know that Tori and Drea do have a working relationship. They do discuss gameplay. They do discuss that strategy. That you think is strong or not strong? I think that it's. I, I think that it's probably pretty strong. Yes, I mean, you I could, think you could say not, but okay, so that's no, good. No, we no. agree. No, no, I, I think it's strong. Yeah, but no, u- d- ultimately, I don't think it's going to play into Tori's favor. I think it's going to play into Drea's favor. Okay, Specific, well, I mean, specifically because she's trying to play both sides, and if you have t- if you have someone strong on both sides, that's how you play both sides efficiently by having someone okay. strong on both sides. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to discount her gameplay. I'm just saying that she did go out of her way to maybe make herself in a worse position and we will only see in due time i'm happy that i'm happy that ika actually managed to um 
uh, get through this immunity challenge because I think that they're going to come back. I mean, no matter what happens, I think that Ika is coming back a couple more times. So it's nice that we can kind of um, trim the other tribes up a little bit and then come back to Ika. Maybe some of these interesting characters that, you know, are so dysfunctional yeah. are going to, you know, bleed over into the merge in a way that will make for good TV afterwards, right? I, I, no, I, I'm excited about, about that as well. Yes. Yeah. Something about 41 that I thought was a little lackluster was that we, we went into the merge with six players that we really didn't know that well. well that's you know? what we talked about earlier. That's what we talked about earlier. We talked about exactly, it. exactly. But now we're we're gonna have the opportunity to see all of these tribes. You know, maybe go to tribal before, right? And yes. I mean, I mean, Vati is immune right now, right? They haven't gone once, but but I think you know they'll 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 get their day in court. But I think I think that we're gonna get to see all of these tribes a little bit more fleshed out that we all didn't right. get last season. All right. So hold on, hold on. So what you glanced over in the beginning here when we talked about Romeo mm -hmm, I actually mm -hmm. don't think that was a meaningless confessional I really don't yeah walk me through it again just refresh me Romeo said that we're we're gonna need to keep Tori at almost at bay and in line with everything because we don't mm -hmm. want her to go buck wild that's what he said it was the, it was the first it was the okay. first confessional which yeah, necessarily it, uh, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because if you're gonna mm -hmm. take if you're gonna get rid of her, we, we, you're gonna get we, rid we of know Romeo is against Tori like if what? anyone is against if if anyone is firm hard like against Tori okay. it's it's Romeo okay that's not that's not really new information to us. Um, Romeo okay, was the okay. one that wanted to take out Tori instead of Zach. Romy was the one that told Drea, we can't get out Roxworth right now. We have to get out Tori. Right? Ro we know Romeo's against Tori. Okay. But hear me out. If Romeo's against Tori, do you think it's a quick switch for Swati to go over and switch Romeo from Tori to Drea? I don't see it. No, no, I don't see that either. You would need to have Drea be involved in getting out those two guys. I mean, that's what it would be. You would need to. First be of all, I, I don't think it's in Swati's best advantage to even do that. I do think she's got a relationship with Roxroy, which was taught, which yes, was alluded yes. to last week. I agree. Week. I agree. It was I the only time we saw Swati last week. Yeah, and they were having like sort of like a you know almost like a father daughter thing. Like he was like you know clean up your shoes. Like what are those things? Yeah, you know those yeah. things you call shoes. But it was sort of like at first I was like oh this is pretty abrasive. But then it, the yeah, way yeah I actually she, thought of it the same way to be honest. The way that she reacted to it was almost like it was endearing. So yeah, maybe they exactly. do have some sort of relationship like that that's you know blossoming. Who well, knows? I mean, well that to me that's the only way that Swati can feel empowered because she can't she can't just directly. I think it's a wild move just to go to Tori to say hey. Let's just let's backstab Drea, mm -hmm. without have without having another f driving force behind it. So yeah, you I, would she think, had to you be would think, Go ahead. I agree. I was gonna say you would think based on how much we've seen her, right, that she would be all in on this female alliance. Like this is like some semblance of power that we haven't seen her have, right? But the second that she walks away, she tosses to Tori in the water again. Tori is getting a lot of information here, right? Yeah, I understand that it's from the same two people, but in reality, she is a cog in this machinery. I mean, a lot of people are upset about it. I mean, the internet really doesn't like Tori right now. I think I'm probably her main yeah. sort of supporter. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll stand alone on this You're island. You're team Tori I, I like to the Tory. death. You're team Tori to the death. <clears throat> yeah, of course. I'm team Tori. But, it, it, I mean, listen, it's it's out in the open now, right? I mean, Tori, where is she? <laughs> uh um okay where was i oh, so, there's one I'm, way to derail a thought right I'm no sorry, no it's okay I'm sorry. let me i'll get it's there in, in my head still with jonathan but okay so i was saying that swathi right away is basically saying 
no to Drea's all-female alliance. So w- that that leads me to believe that she might actually have something working with Roxroy too, right? It lends to that yes, same ha- point. that has to be the empowering force behind exactly. her even trying to have that conversation. That's what I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get more Ika eventually, right? So. Well, uh, all right, fine. But and so we'll tie it up into a knot. But yeah, here's the thing. Here's it. the thing. If we're gonna sit here and say Romeo is anti-Tory, mm-hmm. I'm almost of the belief that Swati doesn't have the power without having Romeo. I honestly think it has to be all four of them against Drea because I, I, I think Drea and, and Swati said this, that Drea's has mm-hmm. this uncanny ability to draw everybody draw in, people in, which again, I don't think it's being shown in full force. And that's, that's, yeah, that's so, my, that's so my, you, that's why I'm team Drea. That's that I, I think she's you, doing it. A you're fantastic saying it's going to take, about it. you're, it's going to take four to take her out is yes. what you're saying. Yes. So it's like even though the numbers suggest that it would be you know a three to two is one way to do it. Well, even a you're three saying, to two would be a three three. Of course, yeah, you're right. If she yeah. knew, but yeah. but if she knew to do it, but um, regardless, you're saying that it, it's not actually as clean cut as just having a, a clean ma- majority because I don't Romeo think it's gonna and Roxy are going to be voting together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I also think that. Um, I also think that there is a path towards that, right? We 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 discussed how she's kind of in a vulnerable vulnerable position by disclosing information to what she's viewing as potentially her secondary alliance, because that secondary alliance has a, a cog that can go to another cog on the other side and explain what's going on. We have this Swathi uh, Roxroy sort of um, interplay oh, where so th- Swathi can take information to Roxroy that yes. Roxroy does not know about Drea and be like. How am I not hearing about this? How is she the one telling me this? Absolutely. But really, my final point and why I wanted to talk to all about this is that what we just talked about, Romeo versus Tori, my point is, Drea does not go home Mm -hmm. unless Romeo versus Tori is no more. They have to team up together. They have to team up. Okay. That's a good point, actually. I like that point. I I like that that point. That's the only way I see Drea going home because I don't think Swati has enough power and at the end of the day too i think tori feels her vulnerability as well so i i think she'll default back to drea so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think she's gonna get out of line from what drea's plan is yeah this enemy system that we have here is not as you know reciprocal as it might seem as as their pure relationship Romeo is targeting Tori nonstop. Tori has yeah. not mentioned Romeo once. Tori doesn't have any oh, problem with Romeo, oh, yeah, it yeah, seems. Yeah. No, so that's what I'm saying. It's like Romeo's really, you know, steadfast, you know, anti-Tori, but Tori, it seems to be, you know, ambivalent, right, as yeah. far as Romeo is concerned. Yeah. So maybe there's something that can happen there, but I agree, unlikely. So you make some good points. Uh, I like your points. Yeah, I just find Let's, I find it interesting because I, I Drea's power position it's either gonna you know be her downfall or it's gonna be an yeah interesting it could she, topple it could topple charge. no I get it I get it all right so just to tie it all up here the main challenge like we mentioned earlier I thought it was epic it was hilarious yeah. I'm sorry for my rant before but jo- but Jonathan I swear got deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. Almost to the point that I don't even know if I ever heard Lydia say a word, nor do I think anybody probably. I don't think anyone listening to Lydia yet heard anything either. (laughs) But you know, it's great that we got this TV moment, right, for having Jonathan speak that way. Honestly, if I were on that Taku tribe, though, Jonathan would never be in that position. I thought that that was a very, I thought that that was a very weird and. I mean, results oriented, poor decision. I mean, not not that not that not the well, calling aspect, not the calling aspect, no, the but the piece. fact that he had to do a puzzle at the end. Yep. 
right? I mean, I get that he was trying to, you know, we're, we're, uh, if we skip to the end here, he's saying it's a pizza pie, right? It's a pizza. I mean, he, the words he was, I mean, it's a circle, you could say, Jonathan, right? Let's, let's, you know, take circle, the pizza aspect out of it. A circle within a circle. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, a, we can work with that, right? I get what he's going for, but he yeah. said it himself. He's not the puzzle guy, right? You have Omar right there. I think Omar could have done that job pretty well. Maybe he couldn't get his voice well, as deep, it was a, you know? Yes. Well, it was a, it was a, de- de- uh, a delicate balance. I'm sorry. It was a delicate balance in terms of how they were trying to achieve. They were the first tribe back, were they not, from from yeah. getting the pieces? Yes, yes. So that so you were hoping were, to make up enough the, time to then to then or yeah. they or they didn't think it out enough. I mean, I, it, yeah. was pure, it purely could have just you, been that. You couldn't put Jonathan in that position. I don't think. I mean, I mean, I think that maybe a similar analogy was when James was injured in in Heroes versus Villains, right? Yeah. He did the calling for the puzzle but it was a bigger puzzle and once they everyone got there everyone could do the puzzle they took off their blindfolds this is not that scenario right we've seen this play out in um millennials versus gen x they did it um with the bat puzzle right um where where the caller then becomes the hero role in a second role right so the caller has a lot of pressure on them i mean jonathan obviously and understandably didn't get any heat for losing this because they can't give him heat he's so essential to any other other challenge that it doesn't make any sense in reality i think omar should have stepped up and said you know what buddy i think i can handle this right i'll do this i'll do this thing i think he would have been in a better position uh i mean i think even Lindsay probably could have been in a better position to do it too well okay um, but look but look look at this date i just I, don't I, I don't agree with the jonathan call basically I, I, and, I, I, and I, I don't I'm understand why it was that way I, I am in agreement i i think maybe i don't know how it all unfolded but again they put drea up there too which i don't necessarily know if drea was the one that should have went up yeah there. i thought i, mean, I thought bossiest would go up and roxroy would be screaming but i mean well a hundred percent right and, and, yeah, and, yeah and, that's what and, i thought but i think again again this is not a testament to drea's power in this whole mm-hmm. you know, equation here mm-hmm. and then i don't know if lydia's got the biggest voice i i can see that so i don't know if yeah, she did the well voice. i mean lydia held her own right so well she held her own can't come the puzzle but they were in the puzzle by come the puzzle bit. it was a comeback they were yeah, I, I i was astounded when they went when taku ended up being the one that went only because also i was it, so it, curious it, to see these dynamics unfold from yeah pre immunity well, it, it should be noted that lydia's voice was coming from the exact same direction as jonathan's right Dre well, had some I, space I, I, in between yeah you yeah, know yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Ica tribe had a little bit of leeway but yeah. lydia was probably being overpowered by jonathan's voice um but yeah no she definitely picked it up in the puzzle and then i mean we, we, you're gonna make fun of me right because i can't stop but tori looked amazing in the whole in the whole challenge she was if drea was the if drea was the 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 hero of the calling Tori was doing everything. It's just, she was. She was putting the puzzle together pretty much single-handedly. If you watch and you and you look, she was doing most of the work there. And she also was the one who caught up in the middle of getting all, all of right, the bets. So make the claim. If Tori makes the merge, she wins five immunity challenges. No. <laughs> no. Well, no female has won five, right? Four is the record for female. But either, either way, no, I don't think so. I just think that she's valuable in more ways than just, you know, she's socially unaware, which is great, but she also has value to the tribe, right? So it's not just TV value, right? So she has that, I think, but also she adds value to the tribe. You can build her up on any pedestal that you want to build her up on. And I'm not... She did well on the challenge. She did well on the challenge. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. I mean... we don't have to go down this path again, but they did not. Yeah, they did I, not I, I, allude yeah. to Roxroy and Romeo saying Tori's next for no purpose. 
So of course, of course, we but we know that we know that you didn't know that you said there was no there was no Tory. It was well, a, okay, it was a figment I, of our imagination. Well, because at that point there was a Zach, right? There was actually wait. Let's talk about it. There was a Zach this episode too, right? <laughs> We might as well talk about it because when they get on the mat, right, we have Marianne and it gets brought up that later was, on in that Tribal. Was, that was epic. It, that was epic. And I, I thought it was, I, so, it was adorable, right? Oh, I mean, uh, 100%. And actually, I think someone said that she, uh, said Marianne, she, that, that girl is unbelievably cute. Uh, some is One of the subtitles uh, from the other thing. Yeah, I've yeah, never, yeah. I've, I've I think never it was seen, I've never seen somebody talked about in an episode after they go home mm-hmm. more than, uh, you know, excluding finales. Yeah. More than Zach got talked about tonight. He he got two episodes for the price of one. And mm-hmm. and it was it I think was, it's funny. It was it was really funny. I mean I I I, I don't like uh, and you got you got to think that Zach is also watching this in real time, right? So Zach is oh, yeah. in the same position that we, I mean, maybe they caught up afterwards after filming was over, but maybe. Zach is watching this at the same time that we are, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of funny to think. I mean, um, Ma- Mary Marianne is like an open book, and it's 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 a delight to watch. Mm-hmm. But why, you know, some of the reasons why I put her on the stock on the stock report in terms of downwards trends. This might become to her detriment. Is that her? She's she's off the walls, crazy in terms of in terms of her energy. Yeah. But she's also an open book, and you know, I, I think she's able to contain it, and I think that's ultimately why. And I guess let's just talk about tribal, and yeah, why and why it. and why they went in this direction. You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think this power three of Omar, mm-hmm. Lindsay, and the connecting piece, Jonathan. Yeah, said to themselves that yes, Marianne is bouncing off the walls, but she's somebody's relationship that she's contained and we still can trust. Mm-hmm. And I actually, while it was all unfolding, again another good job with the edit because I didn't necessarily know who was going to go. Did you? Did you? Th- oh, I think felt it, was- it in my bones. Oh, I was yeah? like, they they can't do this. Well, no, to no, no, Marianne, no, no, no. I, I, you know, well, well, they can't do this for Marianne because of what the yeah. paint, how she's been painted. Correct. 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 Uh, eliminate how she was painted last week and let. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying like don't let's read talk about it. this episode alone. Yeah. Yeah. It could have went in any way from this episode. Yes. Along. Yes. Yes. But uh, obviously we're not in a vacuum, right? No, no, As no, no, no. Viewer, I understand No, that. I know. I get it. But from this episode, yes, you're right. They did like kind of malign all of the positive attributes that were brought up last episode, right? Um, Who do you think we, was the we, driving force of, of why uh, my, of my point, you know, uh, why she was the one chosen because of her relationship and that they Omar. still think, yes, I, 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 Omar. Firm, firmly agree with that yeah and I mean, whether, whether do, that's their say... canadian ties whether that's their canadian ties i don't know it mm-hmm. had to, you know she also was a piece in wave, weaving his map uh map mm-hmm. for which is prayer. yeah i mean how can you not like someone who goes out of their way in such yep. a way to like respect your you know your culture your you know belief system like and obviously they, I, I at least it would have probably been mentioned if they shared the same belief system, but it didn't seem like they did. So, um, oh, well, no, well, we know that Marianne is, you know, a seminary student and she talks about how, you know, people, uh, like Tasha in the past, uh, talk about in their church, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to go back a second time and play a little bit with, uh, a little bit more, um, you know, a cutthroat attitude, right? So we know that they don't share the same um, belief system. So, I mean, how can you not like someone like that who goes out of their way to like, sort of make you feel comfortable in an environment where you really can't find comfort, you know? I I think obviously they do have a relationship. 
I think it's interesting that you and I both picked at it like Omar, when in reality, the confessional from Jonathan suggested that yes. he was closer with Marianne than yes. he was with Mariah, yes. which made it seem like that might be the reason why. But I think you and I are probably right in the sense that Omar was the one who was sort of delegating behind the scenes. Um, but but also, so now they go back to camp before they go to tribal, right? Omar is the one who, the only strategic thing that we hear basically other than like who do we like better is omar talking about how we need to um, make sure mariah doesn't know so she doesn't play her shot in the dark right which i think is interesting because he has already sussed out the gimmick here right like he doesn't have 41 under his belt he doesn't know what that is but he knows that what the shot in the dark is sort of there for is to incentivize blind sides and make it so that you don't allow the target to know that they're being targeted so he sort of you know, was able, like I said, to suss that out pretty quickly. So we know he's thinking, we know he's strategic. Um, and so that's really the only bit of strategy I would say, but I do think Omar was the one who probably vouched for Marianne the strongest. No, right? I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, but I do, I, I don't necessarily think that she's firmly in with the, no, I think that, she's, I think, four. I think I, that she really is hoping that they do not go back to tribal council before the merge. I, I, and they shouldn't. I, they shouldn't. I, they shouldn't. I, I don't, I don't if they, think if they play their strong suits properly, I mean, this is sort of like one of those crapshoot uh, um, yes. uh, immunity yes. challenges, right? Where yes. where if you put someone in the wrong position, it's going to show. Yeah. Um, and they did, right? Yeah. But I mean, they did pay the consequences for that, right? It's not like it, they could just throw their hands up and be like, oh, well, like they, you know, they, they had to cut off an arm there with losing Mariah. But um, I would say like, this is where this danger, like the monster, really comes into play because Marianne, who's able to socially ingratiate herself with people pretty well, I know that she has those little moments where she's a little chaotic and she's a little bit too energetic and it comes off in a bad way. I think that the monster really comes into play where there's only five people that are going to tribal. You know, pre-merge and then again, post-merge, at least last season, the the merge vote was really only restricted to six people because the other six had immunity because of the the, uh, the hourglass twist. So really, when you're looking at Marianne, if she were on a season where it was two tribes of 10, I think Marianne would be able to get to the merge very, very often. But here we are in this dangerous game that Jeff keeps talking about where she's really one of only four people and she just so happens to not be valuable enough in the given scenario that we see right now to be part of the, th- the strong three, right? Does that make sense? There's only yeah, yeah. so many targets. There's yeah. never going to be more than well, six I, so targets. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, you know, I, I mean, that's, uh, the, that's the game as it's played now, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so at the end of the day here, I, I don't love her positioning if they go back to tribal um in a, in a perfect world i wouldn't like to see them yeah. go back to tribal i i want to see some stuff unfold on Va- vati i really mm-hmm. do and then eek eek is gonna be the one with the fireworks now so you know i agree I guess let's we'll- let's touch on the 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 shot in the dark real quick right, right i want to talk about that with you well i just want to talk about it with you because you know last season we see it one time mm-hmm. here we see it two times in a row well i said this no. last episode i said i said that Really, the only time to play the shot in the dark 
is this first is this first uh, vote because I'm I'm assuming you're saying because you know lines haven't been drawn you don't really lines know not been, well no lines almost have been drawn drawn and specifically for these two situations they both knew that it was not looking good for them and their vote was not going to make a difference so 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 now what I'm asking though is do you think that that's on the other players for not playing the game correctly around the the shot in the dark because I do think that Omar was cognizant of that issue. Like, it seemed like he mitigated for the shot in the dark, but it still was played. So I'm wondering, like, is there some sort of push to play it, was, it now? I don't, I don't No, I, I don't think it was that big a deal. This, 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 this is the talk about where there was a number two, and there should always be a number two in your mind. So when you say that there isn't a number two, it's a little, it's a little weird to me because... For I'm, Omar's I'm, sake, I'm so- I don't think he was so concerned because if she do- did come up safe... Marianne was the one going home, and they it's knew that Mariah was putting it on there. No, it wasn't a revote. No, no, no. In, in the case where it, it would have been a revote, it, no, it would have been a re- not this episode. Marianne just would have went home. Why? Who voted Marianne? She played her the shot vote, in the dark. Her vote would have still counted. The shot in the who's, dark. You still keep vote? your vote. Mariah. No, no, you. No, you. Yes, you, you no, do. You, no, you risk your vote. You don't get the vote. You don't vote. If you if you play it, no, it's okay. If you play it, you don't get it. No, I mean we haven't seen someone come up safe yet, right? So we haven't even really seen that storyline play out. Yeah, so it's a revote, and then Marianne goes at that point, though, right? I think so too. I I, I'm okay with that with that that point. What I'm asking though is is the reason why the shot in the dark is being played more often because the players are not able to get around the the needing to blindside or is it because somehow it's being pushed in a different or or explained to them in a different way it, like you never why is it a, incentivized right now why why, are they why both is doing it? it because they literally have felt the pressure of being on the bottom of the totem pole both so, okay, Dak so, and so, mariah so your argument is that the players around them are not doing a good job to mitigate it i don't think Even they though, care you're, uh, you're talk, you talked about last week a three. This is this talks to my point and why there's always you're, a number You're saying two. that they, they're they fine with it because if yes. she's safe, just get out, Tori. If she's yes. safe, just get out. Okay. Yes. I, I, all right, fine. Maybe. Maybe, but maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it's not that way. There's no reason to get in the weeds too much. You want to get in the weeds. I yeah, see, I I see right weeds. through you. You want to get right in those I'm looking weeds. for Taro. <laughs> Look for Tara. You want you um, want to get you want to get right in those weeds, and I I, but, I don't think there's a need to do that. Okay, I mean it could be. And then and then, you know, and then here's the razor. here's the piece now. Yes, it was a new element added, and anybody wants everybody wants to chase safety when they can, especially yeah. when they feel threatened. But wait, can I just put this out there too? Sorry, I, I feel like you were in the middle of thought, but let me just say, Zach felt so special last episode saying that he was the first unanimous vote, and then the next vote is unanimous again. <laughs> it's like he can't catch a break, this kid. I well, mean, it's going to say the he first can. on his he wiki can. page. Call, dial up Marianne. Let's go. Yeah, he oh, can catch oh, a yeah. break. Come on now. You're right. He could catch a break. You're right. Yeah, but on. isn't that so funny? He said this is the first time this has ever happened, and then boom, not one, you know. Two days later on the island, the same exact thing happens. Which I also want to point out is that what's interesting is that um, in the in the game of Survivor, right? Like a perfect game is when you go to the end without ever getting a vote cast for you, and then you receive all of the jury votes, right? Technically, right now, this is. I, I mean, I haven't looked through all of the seasons, but I can safely say that this is the first time in Survivor history where three people have been eliminated and every single person left in the game is still playing a perfect game, has not received the vote, yeah. right? It's kind of yeah. cool. 
it, that it, that is a good little tidbit. So thank you for your little tidbit. But yeah. to finish to fit to finish to finish my point, the vulnerability aspect of of the balance in terms of risking your vote, and that's why I was stupid that I didn't even you know connect the dots on that. But the vulnerability aspect is what weighed heavily on Zach and Mariah, and that's why this is the time to play it. Your vote, as you very well know, should always be increasing in value as as time goes on, week to week mm-hmm. to week to week. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's probably another time, a la Sydney, where you know you can feel that your vote is meaningless when when there's a large amount of numbers. So you know mm-hmm. who cares at the end of the day. But again, yeah, that well, only that Sydney's only maybe. What'd you say? I was gonna say for Sydney's sake, actually, if she had done the math right, that if she had voted for Evie, then the vote would have tied, and she would and yes. Evie would have been voted yes, out instead of Sydney. I, I think so that was a true clusterfuck. I, th- I for think sure. that was a true clusterfuck. For sure, but technically, so far, Sydney is the only person who has incorrectly played the shot in the dark, if we want to call it that, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Sydney would have voted for Evie. I don't know because that in that edit they were kind of showing that Sydney was on the outs and maybe she would have voted with the people on the bottom there. But regardless, both Mariah and Zach have played it correctly. They know that they were, you know, in jeopardy. They know that their one vote would not be able to, you know, um, overcome the insurmountable four votes that were against them, right? Or in Zach's case, I guess five votes against them. Yeah. And um, so it makes sense to just play the shot in the dark, and they played, they read the situation right, and they did it. But yeah, it's interesting that it's being played so often right now. I mean, I mean, every I tribal we've gone to I, is. I would not be surprised if it wasn't played again. Maybe on Vati, but we have a whole dynamic here on Vati where there's groupings. There was no groupings yeah. on either of these two tribes. Yeah, other than there's, three, there could be split votes going on in the in the Vati, you know, well, numbers. Yeah, exactly. And you have a mic that doesn't already, already doesn't have a vote. Yeah, so we already have that. So right, I mean, so we're gonna get into that, let's right? Let's tie it up. I, I I listed my my stock up. My stock up for this episode was Daniel. I was very impressed with how he handled the Mike um, beware beweredness uh, situation, uh, and then I was also impressed with Omar uh, this episode because for sure uh, he comes away like we just said that he seemed to be the driving force on what was going on here. Although we were also impressed with Jonathan, so I'll add him as an honorable mention. But so, as, as, yeah. as my as my two as my two fallers this this episode, it was Marianne, and I didn't get to fully put this thought out. But it's Swati because I I like I said I do truly believe that Dre is in this power position. So I do think Swati was the one that puts herself out on a limb here, and if she's not able to really turn stick this the in, landing, if she's yeah if she's not able to stick the landing on how she might go and approach Roxroy with this situation. It can come back and bite her in the ass. When she's really under the radar right now. So she yes. needs to think about this, you know, long and hard before she makes a decision that's going to actually out her for being a strategic thinker and a player in this game. Right now, I think that she's under the radar. Well, yeah, because so, uh, honestly, Wait, but, honestly. But Kale, Kale, before we move off of the stock risers, is Tori in a better situation right now after this episode? Or uh, is she in the same position as she was last episode? In your mind. Fuck, man. I mean, I has she gone she, up I, since you're down? Hold on, but you can't even argue this argument because you claimed last week that she wasn't even on the chopping block when it was literally talked about in the first sentence that was uttered on this episode. She is on the chopping block. So I don't. Can Tori you even argue this? Tori is the this? scapegoat. Tori is the scapegoat. Tori oh was not going home. God, you I, team I can't wait for death. Get. Well, I can't wait for I can't wait for Ika to go back to tribal because I mean the way that this has already been established is that I have Tori surviving and you have the field. 
Who goes home with very limited evidence if Ika goes to tribal next week? I think Roxroy. I don't think Tori. If if I would take anyone over Tori, not anyone, but I would. I I, I if if we're playing this gambling game right now, I'll take Tori. If you want to take. I'll take the field if you want to take Tori. No, no. I, Which is basically probably, what we did last not. time. They're painting the picture here that she's going to be an element of this whole thing. So I, I get that aspect. Uh, so Rox, uh. so Roxroy is a good, but I, it might for me it might be Swati. And really, like I was if, just going to. If she catches, if she gets, you know, caught with her hands in the cookie jar. So this will be right? my final. This might be my final point because I just want to. I guess Tori is your stock riser, which is fucking. No, 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 no. For me, she she rose yeah, in the yeah, sense yeah, yeah, that yeah, she yeah, was yeah, down yeah. in the dumps before, right, Kale? That's what she was for you. She was already. You're down, arguing so she all could- over the map. You're arguing all over the map. So, anyways, let me just say my final point. What Swati really should do is ride with the all three girls alliance. She has Roxroy in her back pocket. So if even then then if it goes it falls south, I still think maybe Roxroy will default to Swati because I think Roxroy will still then which believe means that, that Tori she would be targeting be Romeo. Which yes. means that she would be targeting which Romeo. That is how that that would be Swati's best move in my opinion. Target I feel like that's Swati having her cake and eating it too. Right? Yeah. I'm, I I, yeah. I think it I think it was a really I think it was a move that she didn't need to do. All right, so just who 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 did you like from this episode? Who didn't didn't like just briefly? Yeah, I mean, I I really like Mike. I like him as a character. I, like I think him it's too. funny that he lost he goes, the idol. He goes, he goes, I found the idol right off the road because he's like he's got the Hoboken city mindset. He he's goes, on the sidewalk. I found, it, yeah. <laughs> I found it right off the road. I'm picturing him walking in the city. With his accent. He's, he's mentioned was, the roads of Hoboken multiple times. Like when he was making fire last last episode, he said was, something about the sidewalks. I mean, I, he, I don't know if he realizes he's in the wilderness. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, hey, you know, it, it's, it's a grind in the city, man. Yeah, absolutely. But it's he's a great TV. Yeah. Nobody has ever lost an idol like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, I, I, it's it hilarious. Yes. But but also, I think that he's making good relationships Um it was smart of him to make inroads with Daniel. Um, I guess it was to his detriment that Daniel was then not really secure in that information and yeah. passed it on to his number one. Yeah. Um, but at the same in the same token, um, he is the first person to come up with this uh, beware advantage. And he does have Daniel strategically aligned with him to make it so that he doesn't activate it yet, which... I think you're right. I, I have to rewatch it and figure out exactly the dynamics there with the must and whether or not they said it because I know they didn't say it, right? Yeah, they but didn't say it. Yeah. but chronologically I might be a little confused. So I'm definitely gonna have to rewatch and circle back to it and we'll have a conversation next week about it. But but I think that he looks really good. I like um, Mike. I like Mike. I do too. Um I do too. Um, and then Daniel also being shown to be an asset, at least at some level in his tribe, is well. That's, good what, news. that's what we lacked last week, and and, and exactly, we, especially because we thought there was going to be a strategic element to Daniel. We didn't mm-hmm. see it last week. We were down mm-hmm. on him. He proved that he's got at least something going on. So yeah, I'm with that. And then and then I think that um, High's story was really good. Yeah. Um, I say, like, obviously moving and, and, and interesting as a character, but but also good because it shows that he's malleable and adaptable, right? He's willing to... And he's here to set, play. Yeah. Yeah, he's here to play. That's what I'm saying. He's willing to make difficult decisions that maybe compromise his morals yep. for the benefit of his game, yep. which is, like, it's tough to, like, view that as, like, a positive thing when someone is, like, corrupted in a sense like that. Like, and I'm not saying he is. I'm saying that he thinks he is, but, mm-hmm. but, but... 
it's good for his game, is it not? I mean, it's good that he's able to make a decision that's difficult and stick with it and move forward. So I think that that's it, yeah, that we talk, shows. We talked him. about that. We talked about that. For and sure, I, and I and I totally agree. So give yeah. me give me and then, give me one, and then, give and me then one my, faller. My, give me one faller. One faller, I think, would be Romeo for me, just because okay, he didn't get enough that. screen time. He didn't get get enough screen time as compared to last episode, where we yep. really thought that he was wheeling and dealing. Yep. Um, it didn't seem like he was either wheeling or dealing. I mean, he wasn't doing any of the t- anything on that tribe. He wasn't really doing anything. Um, and I don't know. I think he might be if this female alliance happens. I think that he, I I tend to think Roxroy is in a more precarious situation because he can't. Well, he, we just talked about how it would work. I know. That SWAT but has got we, that yeah, exactly. With Roxroy, That's what I'm saying, so, which so, I think could play out in the way that we're describing it. Yeah, so so I think that he's not really in a great position. But hey, it was a good chat tonight. I of course thought it, I thought I thought it was another good episode. We miss our buddy Simmy. Yeah, uh, shout out to Simmy who's editing this right now, right? Thank you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, so uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, and hey, another good one. And I hope, I hope from an editing standpoint, they continue along this path. I'll wrap it up with this final point. I hope Taku does not go to another tribal before the merge because I would like to see even, I if agree. It's a, even if it's a 4-4-4, four, 4-3-4, four, 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 however it is, that would be perfect. I agree. Uh, so I agree. I'll catch up with you next week, Mr. Toast. And, absolutely. Uh, everybody, you know uh, like me. and subscribe. Thank you guys yeah, for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.